and 2005 UTC right after the international news. Stand up! Friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA Sonny Young in Washington. Welcome to the June 21st edition of the sunny side of sports. My opening serve is women's tennis. And let's give a sunny side of sports salute to Tunisian player Anz Jabur, who has moved up to a career-high number three in the Women's Tennis Association rankings. The 27-year-old Jabur continued her strong season over the weekend by lifting the Berlin Open trophy in Germany. It was her third career title. And Jabur's climb to number three equals the highest singles ranking for any African player, male or female, matching the place reached by South Africa's Amanda Kutzer in November 1997. Jabur says current world number one, Iga Świątek of Poland, is, in her words, a little bit far off, but she'll try to catch up. Świątek has 8,631 ranking points, almost twice as many as Jabur. Annette Contevate of Estonia is currently ranked second in the world with 4,511 ranking points, 171 points ahead of Jabur. Now this week, Anz Jabur is teaming up with American star Serena Williams in the women's doubles competition at the Eastbourne International Tournament in England. Jabur says she's very happy to be part of Serena's journey and her comeback. And she adds, playing with a legend like Serena Williams is really inspiring for her. The 40-year-old Serena Williams is returning to the court for the first time since last year's Wimbledon, where she withdrew in the first round with a leg injury. This year's Wimbledon begins on June 27th. Let's give another sunny side of sports salute to Salima Mukunsanga, who is one of three female referees selected to officiate at this year's FIFA World Cup football tournament in Qatar. Earlier this year in Cameroon, the Rwandan ref Mukunsanga became the first female to officiate at the Men's Africa Cup of Nations tournament. In this encore sunny side of sports presentation, here's a feature profile from Ejen Uimana in Kigali, Rwanda. I'm happy with my profession. <laughs> Salima Mukansanga is putting Rwanda on the map. Sports analyst Athan Tashobia says... Having uh, Salima Mukansanga as the, the first ever female uh, referee to officiate at the finals of Africa Cup of Nations is such a huge milestone, not only for Rwanda, uh, but uh, I mean for the African uh, women uh, sportsmen and referees. Uh, I think she's opening up for uh, future milestones. In 1988 in Western Rwanda, a girl who would make history was born in the Rusiz district 
near the border of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Salima Mukansanga is a nurse by education. She has a bachelor's degree in nursing, which she received from the University of Yitkwe. I had the chance to talk with Salima a few days before she flew to France to officiate matches at the 2019 Women's World Cup. She said her father was a big influence in her becoming a football referee. I believe I got this talent from my dad. He was a sportsman. He was not a referee like me, but he played football a long time ago. And when he was old, he used to sponsor football clubs. Salima says when she started as a ref in 2008, she was harshly criticized by football fans who said being an official on the pitch is a man's job. I reached the point where I was about to quit. You see, I do a lot of physical exercises and I get paid per match. So that time matches were not many, which means there was no money. It was difficult for me, but because I knew what I wanted, and it is my passion. I had to be resilient. Salima says her big dream is to officiate matches at Senior Men's World Cup. However, football is not her favorite sport. When she was in secondary school, she loved to play basketball, but due to a lack of female teams, she couldn't continue. Her vision changed, and now she says she exercises six days a week to stay fit and achieve her dream. Salima says one setback to her development has been the lack of female football competitions in Rwanda. In our country, female competitions are not many, and to get access to international ones is not easy. It's a problem because the more you get men matches, the better you become. In becoming an international football referee, Salima Mkansanga has empowered many Rwandan girls. So says a sports commentator at Rwanda Broadcasting Agency, Rigoga Ruth. When girls hear the story of Salima, they understand that it is possible. It motivates them to keep believing in sports and consider it as a career, a profession that you can make a living with. She's a Rwandan treasure. Rwanda has been recognized globally for its efforts to promote women in politics and other fields. Ethan Tashobia says Salima is a visible product of these initiatives. I think uh, the international community, especially Africa, is recognizing the effort that the, uh, the effort that the Rwandan government is putting into uh, to support uh, women, to empower women in all sectors. And uh, when Salima Mukansanga was given an opportunity to officiate, uh, they just concluded the Olympic Games. Uh, I think the calf was awake. Uh, they were watching and they were like, hmm, this lady is from, Af- from Rwanda, she's from Africa, uh, from a country that has been at the top of women empowerment in, in all sectors, politics. Um, uh, and then here we have uh, a sports personality in her own category. I think it's sort of attached to the entire effort that the country, the government of Rwanda is putting in to empower women. For the sunny side of sports, I'm Ejen Wimana, reporting from Chigali, Rwanda.
Thanks, Ajen. VOA's Gwen Uten also filed this report on Salima Mukunsanga. In January, history was made on the pitch when Rwandan Salima Mukunsanga became the first woman to officiate at the Africa Cup of Nations. Mukunsanga walked on the field holding the match ball, accompanied by three male match officials. And during the game, which saw Zimbabwe defeat Guinea 2-1, to one, she showed a total of six yellow cards and separated players on the field. Ugandan sports journalist Usher Komangisha told Reuters News the ease and determination Mukansanga displayed on the pitch are the same traits that helped her reach the pinnacle of soccer on the African continent. You have to go all the way back to 1957. That is 65 years of uh, Afghan history and she's right here in the center and doing an incredible job. You know, when I see her uh, it's really a story of uh, you know a woman who is resilient. Uh, at 33, she's handling uh, you know games at the biggest tournament on this continent. It's an inspiration for women uh, who want to be like her. Because in fact, for so many people who don't know, when she started uh, her career, when she got the interest uh, to be a referee, she was playing football in primary and secondary school. Uh, and then uh, the Rwandan FA at the time said, "Look, you're very young to be a referee," uh, but she waited out she taught herself uh, the rules of the game and here she is Soccer fans who were in attendance for the Zimbabwe-Guinea match said they were inspired by Mukansanga's achievements. And Zimbabwe supporter Felicia Chisepo says... Seeing women being empowered, uh, this means that we're going forward and moving as Africa, whereby uh, women are being represented and are being also involved in these sports that, you know, for a long time they is regarded as for men. So seeing a woman, uh, it also shows power. We're seeing women doing great things, so I'm so proud uh, of the rest and I'm also proud of me as a woman. And Daphne Tinomuoda says Bukasanga has inspired female athletes to reach even greater heights in competition. So I think it's going to inspire other women in the continent to compete and go for the course as well so that they can compete in on greater events like the Afghan competitions. Mukasanga's rise to the pinnacle of football was fueled by a passion for the sport with an interest first as a player that shifted to the middle of the field as a referee. Egide Kayatesi remembers training Mukasanga in her youth. Speaking in Kinyarwanda, the veteran coach says she remembers her as a standout athlete. Kayatesi says, I had a good time with her. Mukasanga has an exceptional character, and when she has a match, she prepares for it by consulting refereeing books to do things correctly. She is someone who gives great importance to each game, and that's why Salima has reached this level. Mukasanga was involved in matches at the Tokyo Olympics last year and the Women's World Cup in France in 2019. Those world-class events no doubt not only prepared her for officiating the nation's cup but also in making history on africa's grandest stage and that is all from me sunny back over to you thanks gwen that's my voa colleague gwen Uten. sporting greetings this is ruth sir a nigerian triple jump and long jump athlete you're listening to the sunny side of sports on the voice of america next on straight talk africa 100 million people are forced to flee their homes and become refugees, making this the largest displacement crisis since World War II. 
Also in the show, I talk to Abebe Selassie, the director of the African Department at the International Monetary Fund, about the role of the IMF and its relationship with the African continent. Join me, Heidi Adams, on the next Straight Talk Africa, this Wednesday at 18.30 UTC. One of my personal sunny side of sports highlights during the first half of 2022 was traveling to Rwanda last month for special VOA coverage of the Men's Basketball Africa League, or BAL. In the BAL final on May 28th, U.S. Monastir of Tunisia defeated Petro de Luanda of Angola 83-72 in Kigali, Rwanda. Let's listen in now to my post-game report from Kigali. Monastir rallied from a seven-point halftime deficit, outscoring Petro by five points in the third quarter, and then pulling away in the fourth quarter when they tallied 26 points to 13 for the Angolan club. American guard Michael Dixon and Tunisian forward Firas Layani led Monastir with 21 points each. Dixon was named the Basketball Africa League's most valuable player. Lukeni Goncalves scored a game-high 28 points for Petro. Meanwhile, Sudan-born big man Otter James Majok scored 14 points, had four rebounds, and blocked one shot for Monastir. Majok won the Dikembe Mutombo Defensive Player of the Year award. For his part, Basketball Hall of Famer Mutombo sat courtside for the Monastir Petro final, which was played in front of a near-capacity crowd at the BK Arena here in Kigali. Monastir's Ivorian international Suleiman Diabate scored four points and also had three rebounds and three assists. Diabate is the first two-time BAL champion. He played for 2021 winner Zamalek, which beat FAP of Cameroon on Friday night in the third place game. The Basketball Africa League says it's committed to gender equity. One sign of that on Saturday evening was the Mexican female referee Hortensia Sanchez Carrizales, one of three refs on the court. The 2023 Basketball Africa League final will also be played here in Kigali. Meanwhile, Basketball Africa League finalist Petro de Luanda says it's planning only a few roster changes for the 2023 BAL season. To find out more, Iron Mike Mbonye called Luanda Angola, where he reached Petro's general manager, Herman Gildo Mbunga. We're in the process of planning, uh, see what we have, see how we can improve. And this is an ongoing thing. So we we basically, since we finished the basketball Africa League, we've been planning. Definitely we're going to make some changes in the roster, but overall the, the core is going to be the same. We're just going to add a couple pieces to make us more competitive. The Petro de Luanda Basketball Club learned some lessons from the second edition of the Basketball Africa League. Yes, yes. We, we, all, we all did. We all did. We think we improve a little bit, but we're not, we're not where we were supposed to be. That's why we, we are back on the drawing board and make some adjustments, preparing. Hopefully we can be better next year. 
Okay, let's talk about the NBA. Uh, the Golden State Warriors have won this year's uh, NBA title. They beat uh, the Boston Celtics. First, what's your reaction to this victory? There's not much else to say. Uh, Golden State was a clear favorite from the beginning of, beginning of the season. They got healthy. They got a good court that stayed together, if I'm not mistaken, for 10 years. Boston gave them, gave them a good fight, but they still a couple a couple, maybe one or two pieces away to be really an elite team. But they, overall, the, the finals were great. I think the experience experience factor played a major role in Golden State. Then they had Curry, and Curry and Curry played spectacular. So there's not, nothing else, not much else to say. Bringing it down nearer home to Africa, do you think that a day will come when... Uh, the Basketball Africa League playoff or the finals will be like the NBA or something like, look like something like the NBA. Very, very competitive like the NBA. I believe so. Uh, uh, let's, let's not... Uh, NBA has seven, uh, just, just seven, 75th anniversary. BAL is in the second season, basically, so... Uh, I think there's going to be a time and when the Basketball League is going to be one of the top leagues in the world. It's just, it's just the beginning, so we got to give them time. I think Africa, they have a lot of potential, especially on the uh, physical side, but we still got we still a long ways to go, and I think, and I really believe that the BAL can be our top league in a couple years, but we got to give them time. It's the second year. Comparing to the NBA, the Euro League, we're long ways. We're long ways, but we, I think, Overall, they had a good path, and I think good things going to come in the future. What do you think should be done to make the game of basketball grow in the Southern African region and make it more popular? I think it's got to be a commitment from the government. The government's in southern part of Africa. We know traditionally the southern part of Africa, is more like a soccer, rugby, and all those sports, but they think there's a lot of potential, and we, why not? I think it's got to start with the government, and we have to have people that's really willing to, to to be a part of this, to help the game grow, because there's a lot of potential. That's Herman Gildo Mbunga, the general manager of Petro de Luanda Basketball Club of Angola. And he spoke with Iron Mike Mbonye on the telephone from Luanda, Angola. Sporty greetings. This is Fisayo Dairu, chief football writer at ACSports.com. And you are listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Follow the sunny side of sports on Facebook and Twitter. My Facebook address is facebook.com forward slash VOA Sunny. And my Twitter handle is at VOA Sunny Sports. Also, please note, we've moved our programs to voaafrica.com. There you'll find your favorite VOA TV and radio programs, including the sunny side of sports and a whole lot more. Find us on voaafrica.com. This is the voice of America. Washington, D.C. Now let's go to San Francisco, California, where a crowd estimated at 500,000 turned out Monday for a victory parade 
in honor of the National Basketball Association champion, Golden State Warriors. On a warm day in San Francisco, blue and gold confetti fell on the streets and players jumped off their rides to mingle with fans. And NBA Finals most viable player Stephen Curry looking pretty dapper. He sported his three previous championship rings on a necklace. Golden State won its fourth NBA trophy in eight years and its seventh overall on June 16th by beating the Boston Celtics 103-90. to The Warriors won the 2022 NBA Finals four games to two. Bruce Morton joins us now with some recent golf and auto racing news. Englishman Matt Fitzpatrick and the Country Club course in Brookline, Massachusetts have a good thing going. Fitzpatrick Sunday finished at 6 under par 274 to win the U.S. Open, his first major title. Unbelievable. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's just uh, the feelings out of this world. It's um it's so cliche, but it's stuff you dream of as a kid. And, uh, yeah, to achieve it, uh, I can retire a happy man tomorrow. So He prevailed at the U.S. Amateur in 2013 on the same course. Sunday, Fitzpatrick finished a stroke ahead of Will Zalatoris and Scott Scheffler. Yeah, I mean, my game's still in a good spot. Um, gave myself a chance to win the U.S. Open. Um, performed really well today under a lot of pressure. I made some key putts there in the beginning to kind of get today going. And then, I mean... I just played some quality golf. It just so happened that the putts were going around the edge instead of in. And, you know, that's that's kind of what it felt like was happening most of the week. I was hitting a lot of good putts, and they just weren't falling. And, you know, a few breaks here or there, I would be the one holding the trophy. But um, tip of the cat to Fitzy. He's been playing some really good golf and um, definitely deserves to win this event. Auto racing. Max Verstappen picked up his sixth Formula One win of the year in fairly easy fashion on Sunday at the Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal. Thanks, Bruce. That's Bruce Morton of the Associated Press. I'm Sonny Young in Washington, and you're listening to the sunny side of sports on The Voice of America. Hi, this is Larry London, the host of VOA's Border Crossings, where we feature music and interviews along with your favorite artists from around the world. Tune in and interact live with us here in Washington, D.C. Hello, Shirin. Hello, Larry. How are you? Good. How are you tonight? Border Crossings comes to you Monday through Friday at 1500 UTC GMT. VOA brings you the best in African music on the African beat. 
African Beat showcases the latest and the greatest of contemporary African music, from bubu music to hip life, bonga flavor to sukus, Afrobeat to Ndombolo and Makosa to Kwaito. The African Beat on VOA has it all. And it's happening right here, Mondays through Fridays at 09.05 and 20.05 UTC, right after the international news. Thanks, David. That's David Vandy, the host of the VOA's African Beat music show. On the African Women's Football Beat, the 12-team Africa Women's Cup of Nations tournament kicks off July 2nd in Morocco. In the opening match, Morocco will meet Burkina Faso in Rabat. On July 3rd, Uganda will play its first match against Senegal, also in Rabat. In this sunny side of sports feature, Magume Davis Rakawinj profiles a top attacking player on the crested cranes of Uganda, Asifa Nasuna. Sporty greetings, Magume. Sporty greetings to you and our listeners. Uganda Crested Queens forward, Hasfana Suna, and the rest of the women's Crested Queens national team train in Kampala. Despite squaring 100 goals and helping her team finish in fourth place, Nasuna says she didn't achieve her season target. Every start of the season, I always want to be. I always wanted to be a top scorer. So I think that is the most of the things that pushed me. And every start of the season, I always set targets how many goals I'm going to score, the assets. This season, I my target was to reach uh, to score 20 goals, but I managed to score 15 goals. The fact the fact is, I was in goal drought. As a young girl, Nasuna always loved soccer, but like other girls who aspire to play, she often faced discouragement from others, including some of her relatives. Her mother, herself a former soccer player, however, supported her. I grew up with my grandmom. But she didn't want me to play soccer. It is, it is funny because it is a sport for men and I was a girl. So she didn't want, though I grew up with my brothers and I always joined them to play soccer. So whenever I could go with them, whenever I went with them to, to play, I always, when, when I get back home, then my grandmother always gained me when, when she finds out that I'm from playing soccer. So, but I think right now she's proud of me. Yeah. She kept going and eventually joined league side Kawenta Muslim Ladies Football Club in 2015, guiding them three league titles. Then she joined the Ghana Christian University team, Lady Cannons, where her goals got them a league title. Her scoring exploits have won her accolades and she has been a top scorer for three seasons, clinching MVP of season as well. As an integral member of the national team, the Crested Queens, Nasuna, says she's glad she can inspire millions of young girls in Uganda and around the world who aspire to play football. Apart from the honors and travel adventures, Nasuna says soccer has helped her be able to fend for herself. She has studied on scholarship from secondary school to university. National teammate, Striker Sandra Nabueteme says it is always a pleasure playing alongside Nasuna. She's humble, she wants to learn new things, and she's exemplary, first of all, because when you are with her on the field, 
you love how she plays because she's always going to find those moments where, which are going to help the team win. George Lutalo, Uganda Press head coach, also praises national skills and display. She knows how to control the ball. She's good at, uh, at, at shooting. She has the right techniques. She uses both legs. Nasuna looks forward to the coming tournaments, particularly the Continental Showpiece, the Africa Women's Cup of Nations, or Alcon, which starts in July. We have prepared well, and I personally have prepared well because I've been, uh, I've been active in the league. We're really going to put up a good show. Having scored 100 goals, Nasuna says she now has nothing much to prove in the domestic league. She says she's aiming at performing well at this year's international engagements and hopes for a chance to play in top European leagues. For the sunny side of sports, Aya Mugume, Davis Ruakarinjini Kampala, Uganda. Thanks, Mugume. The Super Falcons of Nigeria are the three-time defending champions of the Africa Women's Cup of Nations competition. They lifted the trophy in 2014, 2016, and 2018. The 2020 tournament was canceled due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The Super Falcons are in Group C at the Africa Women's Cup of Nations, along with South Africa, Burundi, and Botswana. The Super Falcons will play their first match on July 4th, against South Africa in Rabat, Morocco. Group A has Morocco, Burkina Faso, Senegal, and Uganda. And Group B has Cameroon, Zambia, Tunisia, and Togo. The Africa Women's Cup of Nations tournament also doubles as the African qualifying competition for the 2023 Women's World Cup in Australia and New Zealand. The top four African teams in Morocco will qualify for the Women's World Cup. And two more African teams will advance to inter-confederation playoffs with a shot at the World Cup. That wraps up the June 21st edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm VOA's Sonny Young in Washington. And that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.